Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 126 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, after week one of the June Joust, sort of surprised everyone, I think, this week, uh, you know, went back to what we expected. Um, this is, in my memory at least, this year, this was the easiest time I had doing pickums, And it shows. I did super well. This was definitely my best week. Um... Yeah, just sort of back to normal. Kind of unexciting. No map fives or anything like that. Uh, but I guess we should talk about it anyway, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's definitely, definitely still interesting. Yeah. Um, including, you know, our first look at several of the teams um, uh, here in June that we didn't that we weren't able to see last week. Yeah, exactly. That was That's mainly what I was watching for. I wanted to see how the Gladiators were going to do, how the Shock were going to do, uh, these teams we hadn't seen before. Um so I guess we'll, we can start with the Dallas Fuel, though, who led off the weekend against London Spitfire. The Friday games, I wasn't like... I th- I predicted both of these 3-0s because I expected... I, I think Vancouver and London, both clearly the two worst teams in NA right now. Um, so these two games, they didn't really reveal anything to me specifically about how Dallas and LA were going to do in this uh, meta or in the June Joust. Um, because they were both three O's kind of, if, if they were closer, I would, I would have been like, Oh, these teams aren't going to be that great in this meta, but they both ended up three owing. It was games later in the week that I think defined, uh, how I think Dallas and the LA gladiators will do. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything to say, I guess I don't want to like silence you about these matches. If you have anything exciting to say about (laughs) London, Dallas and gladiators, Vancouver. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty accurate in terms of, you know, it was a good sort of, um, uh, it, you, you could test for, yeah, are they going to be bad, but it was hard to tell from these matches necessarily how good they're going to be. Um, it, it, <laughs> this is definitely accurate. Um, and, and sure enough, we saw really good matches, um, from, from both these teams for the other match that they played that week. Um, it, it, so that was definitely exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of limited, um, uh, perspective there, at least on Friday. Yeah, definitely a limited perspective. Um, we got to see real tests later in the week. Um, uh, but before we get there, we got to see the Valiant for the first time in the June Joust meta. They're still awful. And, um, we got to see the Soul Dynasty for the first time as well. And, um, they're looking same as usual. <laughs> um, they started off their week against Derek Excelsior, 3 1 them. And then they faced Shanghai later in the week, lost 3-1 to them. Uh, looks like June Joust is just going to be a normal soul. They're going to be as good as they usually are, Joe, um, which is just not good enough to beat a team like Shanghai, but definitely still better than the bottom half of Asia. Um, they went 1-1. I mean, anything stand out to you for uh, any of these Asian teams, I guess? I mean, e- even the LA Valiant, if you want to talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, it is sort of interesting that that's um, the story we sort of end up with about, yeah, a more predictable week. Um, but yeah, I was um, uh, pretty confident, pretty excited about watching um, Seoul going into this week. Um, that, that you, um, Like I mentioned on the show last week, you know, I think they've thrived um, really in the past in, you know, a slightly different team, um, of course, last season. But uh, they've thrived in the past in, in metas like... like um, the one that's being created to an extent 
And so that was definitely exciting. Um, and, and I anticipated um, that they'd be able to do pretty well for themselves. Um, but yeah, not, not quite making it over Shanghai. Um, it gives me a, a little... It, it makes their uh, other two matches that'll end off this um, uh, tournament cycle. It makes me really curious for those. They're playing Guangzhou and uh, Chengdu, um, b- both of which are teams we haven't seen as much of. Um, and so that'll be, um, I guess, I guess really all these teams we haven't seen as much of uh, <laughs> as we're going into the last week. But, um, um, but it makes me super excited to see how that um, evolves for Seoul. Um, but yeah, definitely not um, all the way up to the the highest of of everything that I had thought they might be. But um, definitely not a, not a bad week either if you're if you're a Soul fan. Yeah, I mean Asia's Asia's looking really interesting to me personally this week because I feel like I still don't have all the puzzles in exact place for me. Hangzhou they seem like the clear number one, but besides that, it's a, li- a little hard to piece where everyone is. Uh, to me, I know Shanghai is definitely still around up top. Not exactly sure where, um, like Chengdu lands in comparison to Seoul and stuff like that. Like that's definitely going to be a very interesting matchup. Chengdu Seoul. I'm not sure where Guangzhou lands. Like, I think they've looked pretty good against New York. Of course, didn't look good against Hangzhou, but Hangzhou is is one of the best teams. They were able to take a map off Hangzhou, where, whereas Shanghai wasn't. So is Guangzhou actually pretty good? Who knows? Um, <laughs> It's I, I'm I'm very interested to see these these week eight matches coming up here, which by the way are going to be um, in front of a crowd for the first time in such a long time, uh, and we get our first Chinese event as well. We'll talk about that more in the preview, but that's going to be super exciting. Um, but yeah, overall, like I feel like I have a general feel of where teams are, but I'm not sure exactly like where the where the teams in the middle like who's better than who in the middle. Um, but yeah, after, after this week, uh, Shanghai has officially clinched a spot in that June joust plan, finishing three and one. Um, and yeah, we'll see, I guess where everyone else goes. I know XL finished two and two, so, um, I guess maybe they might have a chance to make it. Um, everyone who made it last time was at least three and one, but there were no two and two teams. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens to them, I guess. I would say maybe a bit unlikely, but who knows? Um, but as we go back to NA here, we got to see the shock for the first time this weekend. They played Toronto, and um, then they played Dallas. Um, and the Toronto matchup was pretty interesting because, as we mentioned in last week's show, Toronto had some um, some players, some <clears throat> members of their team get COVID, unfortunately, Logics being one of them, uh, Hisu being... Uh, definitely the most important player on their team getting it uh, as he was starting all the time. Um, and they had to pick up a Spire uh, who impressed a lot of people, Joe. Uh, he's on a 30-day contract with Toronto, um, but he was able to help San Francisco take a map or help Toronto take a map against San Francisco um, and look pretty good at times and sort of just be the only bright spot of this Toronto team. Uh, not only in the shock game, but in the Houston game as well. I mean, what do you think of his Aspire, Joe? Do you think, I mean, he certainly, to me, looked more impressive than who he was replacing in Hisu. Hisu wasn't really, he was good, not really standing out as much as Aspire, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely um, 
definitely a, uh, a competent replacement they brought in for sure. Um, and you know, you, you end the month um, uh, one and three and everything, but um, but yeah, all, all things considered, definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, and yeah, if you're if you're you're talking about um, you know two of the most difficult teams too in 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 Houston and Chuck, you know, they're both right up there. Um, uh, the other teams too, like Vancouver, I know it has a really really hard schedule this 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 month as well. Um, um, but, but yeah, it's definitely a good sign. Um, you know, while while Toronto tries to figure out what they're going to do, you know, maybe, maybe they maybe they end up keeping around. I don't know. Um, but um, uh, yeah, it's def- definitely a pleasant experience uh, to, to to see how that evolved. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I was not expecting it after after Toronto's week last week, um, where they won three one against Paris and then just got destroyed by Boston. I was I look at their schedule and I'm like I didn't have much expectations for them this week, um, and being able to look competitive at times against San Francisco, take a map against Houston as well, um, definitely definitely better than I thought they were gonna be. Um, but yeah. Uh, Let's move on to uh, I well I well we were gonna talk about the shock and then I moved on to Toronto for some reason so let's go back to the shock the shock um, we got to see them in this matter for the first time and we got to see Glister really used um, extensively for the first time this season and look really good um, he looked good against Toronto but it was that Dallas match later in the week uh, where he was really hard carrying and we could sort of tell um he was the big difference maker against dallas a team that uh doesn't have their hit scan player right now pine who um is currently i think in korea still not in the states so they weren't playing him um but i i think that was where <laughs> that was like a moment where you're like oh god dallas i think they would like a glister right now for sure um what do you think about glister joe i think i have a feeling you might be giving him a prestigious award this week or something. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, yeah, the prestige is, is just <laughs> unparalleled. Um, the, the, yes, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving him my MVP this week uh, for, uh, for yeah, performance uh, this week on the Shock. Um, and, yeah, that it wasn't... Um, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, the, the, yeah, he has, hasn't seen lots of action recently. Um but really being able to to show off and and reinforce to everybody um uh you, you know how valuable he still is and how relevant he still is to the team um and and <laughs> that's uh you know i'm thinking about dorado versus dallas um just in my head and just the the widowmaker there um there there's still nothing quite like trying to deal with that <laughs> um and 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 Forced Dallas to to deal with that. He did. Um, the, the, yeah, the, you know, despite all the shenanigans, uh, shock my pull with Violet, or the shenanigans they pull with you know all of their other gigantic DPS roster. <laughs> um, that the, 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 they they still got Glister and they you know they proved they can still use him and that's um, super valuable for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, their depth just continues to just be such a good asset for the shock i mean they've got so many good players uh over there at the shock of course and yep the shock i think it's 
I had a feeling it would happen here, and them beating Dallas, I feel like, really solidifies them as definitely just almost atop the Overwatch League again for me. Like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, they're the team to beat again. Because um, Dallas was there for a second, obviously, because it was like, okay, they won the whole June joust. They're the team to beat now. Uh, now they lost to Shock. So, yeah, I think Shock is, is once again becoming the team to beat. I mean, but if you look at the standings, Joe, which surprises me, Houston's up top still. Um, and, of course, they beat the Shock earlier in the season. So, Maybe they're the team to beat. Who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get to see that rematch in the June Joust play-ins or at, at some point. But for now, I, I'm really impressed by the shock personally. And as far as absolutely, yeah, as far as Dallas goes, if I were to analyze their week, very good against London. I still think they're very good. <laughs> uh, I think, <laughs> that, like, I just think the shock are really are back. Um, I still think Dallas, one of the top teams. They they had a very one and one, but if they were playing someone else, they easily could have been two and out for sure. Yeah, and um, I even um, I I picked Dallas in, in that matchup against the Shock there at the end. Um, you know, knowing that there was a little bit of a risk there. Um, you, you know, again, it's it's um, even despite what we've seen out of the season, it's it's still really hard to bet against San Francisco Shock. Um, but it 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 ended up working out. Um, working out for the Shock, like you said, I, they have never looked bad um but <laughs> excuse me um but yeah that, that definitely uh some some good quality matches we saw and yeah they put in putting themselves in a great position to uh finish real strong um in this in this tournament cycle where where they um you know can redeem themselves potentially uh from may oh yeah and god just looking at like as as someone who works for the uprising obviously looking at this top six right now i I see just besides uprising, I see five scary teams because obviously I'm as a as a as an uprising person. I'm looking at it. I'm looking forward to the play-ins, and I'm like, okay, who do I want to face in the play-ins? And I'm like, nobody, no one here. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, I don't want to face these people uh, because yeah, these teams are looking. It's nice having um, teams like the Gladiators and the Rain in contention and actually looking very strong this uh, tournament cycle because it, the level of competition has leveled up even more. Um, if you ask me, like Gladiators, Rain finally looking good, It's that's scary. Um, and they did face each other, uh, and the Gladiators were able to ha- hand the Rain their first loss here in the June Joust, which as, uh, as a Gladiators fan as well, um, I couldn't believe myself to be honest I, it, it's these big matches against these good teams that the gladiators have struggled in especially this year so far i mean all their wins were against at that point were against london vancouver and boston so it was i mean looking at it i was like yeah this this might not be a win um i think i might have even picked atlanta um so yeah, I, I'm impressed that they were able to take the win, and my MVP of the week is Birdring, um, who I think just continues to show how good he I mean, it's just nuts that he's still good. <laughs> he still is good every single week in and out. Um, he helps this team so much. Uh, shout out to Muse as well, who I think has had probably his best week yet, uh, looking significantly better as the season has gone on. And yeah, I... 
I know some people. I I really do think this one against the uh, rain is it's big. I do. I think it's big um, for the Gladiators. And uh, next week they got Boston Paris, which I think are easier matchups than rain. So I I could easily see 4-0 for Gladiators, which is great for them, and could be heading to Hawaii. Who knows? Um, what do you think about what do you think about the Gladiators rain matchup? Um, yeah, I think uh, definitely one of the one of the biggest last week. Um, I I think you mentioned it maybe uh, your match to rewatch uh, from the past week for sure, um, um, and and something that we may not see again until like you said until these um, play in tournaments uh, with Atlanta having the week off now, um, ending with their their three one record, um, uh, and you know Gladiators uh, may may well end up three one themselves. Uh, Depending on how that how that Boston match goes, um, you know, there's there's some, some confidence there for sure. But um, uh, yeah, looking really good. I think Atlanta can definitely um, uh, feel pretty pretty strong about where they've ended up this tournament cycle. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think you're right that um, maybe even well, I don't know. I guess it was true in May too. I was gonna say um, you know maybe even more. More so than in the May um, tournament and the, and the seeding that happens there, that yeah, all these um, competitors really are um, super strong that that are looking um, to grab some tournament places. Uh, and, like, and like I said, it's, it's probably just as true as in May, but um, but yeah, yeah, still, it's it's definitely impressive to watch. Oh yeah, I mean, last obviously in May, it, it's just like sort of a it's been a cycle, right? Like. In May, you had teams like Florida, Toronto, and Washington instead of like LA, Boston, Atlanta, um, competing competing for those top spots. And those teams are good too, obviously. Um, but I think this like June sort of represents the like scrim bucks off season that we like expected. Besides Justice, probably like Rain and Gladiators were expected to be top teams competing for that top prize. They finally are. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see how everything goes. I, I mean, it can only get better. Like, if Washington was actually competitive this this month, like, imagine that. That'd be a crazy, uh, even crazier month. Um, especially when Shock, like, now it's looking like Shock has an easy 4-0, right? Because they face Vancouver and Washington. But imagine if Washington was actually competitive, then it wouldn't be an easy 4-0. Um, but they very well could pull off that upset. We'll, we'll see what work Washington did. Um, in this bye week, they've got a tough schedule too with Florida, San Francisco. So, absolutely, yeah. Teams like Washington, teams like Philly, um, better not have been sitting on their hands this past <laughs> week. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, besides that, any other teams you want to talk about here in in this week seven before we uh, move on, Joe? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shanghai with the with the two wins for sure. Um, New York didn't look half bad against Seoul. Uh, oh, they obviously didn't uh, uh, didn't take the win there. But yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting how simultaneously it's you know we're super close to the way things are going to shake out, and um, there's there's a long way to go at the same time um, before we can actually figure out where where all these matches and rankings are going to settle. But um, that's what this weekend's for. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I mean, starts tomorrow too, so um, get ready for that. 
Um, but let's move into the news. Um, the first piece of news is that the Vancouver Titans have made a signing. They signed Chengsik, who we actually got to see this weekend. Um, and he, he, according to Liquipedia, he has not played in professional or semi-professional Overwatch since he was on Fusion University. Um, and that ended at the end of 2019, of course. So, yeah, he's a, he's a main tank player making his return to the Overwatch, uh, pro Overwatch scene on the Vancouver Titans. Um, and I like it. I like the pickup. Um, that these Korean players that the Vancouver Titans are picking up, it's, it's kind of exciting to see like some at least good talent on Vancouver because there are some players who I'm like, why is this person still in the league? And then there are some players where I'm like, why didn't they do this with their whole roster? Why aren't they just picking up actual like young players who are up and coming? Um, Cause Teru is, I think also a standout player on the Steins roster. Um, so obviously he couldn't help them bring any results this weekend. They had a tougher schedule against gladiators in Atlanta. So that didn't help. Um, but yeah, overall I like the signing. Um, obviously as a fusion fan, fusion university fan, you, you gotta like the signing too, right Joe? Oh yeah, it's, it's great to have them have uh, more of them back in the league. Uh, whether that's uh, who are you uh, on on Shanghai now, we got to, got to see a little bit of mm-hmm. um, uh, or Changtik or Bernar uh, or, or all these kinds of people. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, very fun. Um, we mentioned this earlier. Toronto signed Aspire for thirty days on a third day contract uh, because of COVID. Uh, with Hisu and both me and Joe, like we said earlier, obviously think this is a pretty good replacement. <laughs> um, he looked good. It uh, looked like he had something to prove, and he definitely proved it. Uh, so we'll see if they end up signing him for longer or if anyone else signs him because of this performance. Um, surprising news I didn't expect to see on my timeline today. Elevote leaves Paris um, because of an injury. So he has a twit longer up on his Twitter. You can go read it there, but yeah, it's mainly his decision. He's leaving because of a, a wrist injury, obviously. Um, that's the main injury that would affect you as a gamer. It's, it's either wrist or eyes. Um, that's basically yeah. it. And yeah, they are very much in need of, of a new tank player for tomorrow's game against the Boston Uprising now, um, which... I, I'm sure they have planned ahead on this one. I, I would hope that this wasn't a decision Elevote made today. Um, the, the, the way he's talking on, on Twitter, he says, you know, sort of came to a head this week is okay. was the phrase he used. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they may have, you know, a few days head start, but not tons. Okay. Uh, maybe. Scary. <laughs> um, yeah. Which might involve them, I don't know, playing one of their DPS at off tank or something. Yeah. Um, where's, where's hydration when you need it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, DPS players often play Zarya, so maybe they just they just lock Zarya the whole time. Um, which, yeah, I'm sure obviously Boston would, would like that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, that stinks. Elevote just always hyped up to be one of those, like, you know, best contenders talent contenders EU talent and when he came to the league it's just disappointment after disappointment right Joe and it continues here obviously where he is now just leaving the league again um man yeah 
it sounds like it's far and away like the best um the the best option for him though yeah. um because again looking looking at that tweet longer he says you know just in pain constantly um and he he says the only time i really got rest was when i was benched on on washington because i didn't have my visa um and yeah that's that's just not the way you want to uh, not the way you want to be and um you know even you know if you've got any 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 hopes any goals of trying to come back to a pro career um the you just you just kind of got to take that time definitely um i agree good decision and yeah it just sucks it sucks for him i i i, I wish he wasn't in such an unfortunate situation all the time just so much bad luck ever since he joined owl and Man, hope hope he can rest up. Hope he can get better and be back to gaming in some form, in some way. Uh, but yeah, that's it for player news. But we got uh, an experimental patch actually. Uh, if you want to take us through that, Joe. We did indeed. Yeah, Moira buffs and I forget what all else, but uh, that was one of the things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so experimental patch, experimental patch came out on the twenty seventh of May. Uh, so that's several days ago now, uh, but since our last episode, uh, Baptiste got a nerf to his exo boots. Uh, it now takes uh, longer to fully charge them, uh, from 0.7 seconds uh, increased to one second. Um, and McCree got tuned down a little bit as well. Um, I, I like the comment here. They said much much of his su- recent success can be attributed to his increased maximum health. Um, and they, they like the way that's worked out, but they're uh, changing some other things to sort of balance him down again. Uh, so his reload time uh, for his his uh, main weapon, the Peacekeeper, is increased from 1.2 to 1.5 seconds. Uh, and the distance on his combat roll uh, reduced by 20%, uh, which uh, evidently is a revert um, to a previous version of McCree um, that maybe you remember, I don't know, maybe if, you've, if you've been playing a lot of McCree, um, I mean, it may sound a little bit more familiar. Uh, Moira got an interesting change to her ultimate. Um, uh, they, they're thinking about the consistency of channeled ultimate abilities, whether that's uh, you know whole hog or death blossom or riptire or um, can't think of any more off the top of my head. But uh, and that they often refill uh, the hero's ammo when the um, uh, when the ultimate is over. Uh, Deadeye is another example of that. Um, so the change uh, increases Moira's uh, healing regeneration rate uh, while she's using uh, her ultimate. Uh, so if you if you press Q when your healing is empty, uh, it'll be about halfway full uh, by the time your ultimate is over. Um, <laughs> so he says um, it would be unfortunate to lose that portion of her gameplay, uh, the healing and damage portion, if players were able to be fully cycle between ultimates uh, with healing alone. Um, which I, I I meant to go and check in the practice range because I don't play Moira very often at all. Um, but I meant to go check in the practice range. I guess I didn't realize that if you like actually heal with all of um, like one cycle of, of Moira's heal juice, like does that actually charge coalescence? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but I thought that was, that was an interesting justification they gave uh, for that change at least. Yeah, I'm not sure of the answer to your question. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I used to play Moira a good amount. I would, whenever I, <clears throat> when I was flexing, I feel like I would just lock Moira because I wasn't good at other sports. <laughs> yeah, good for, 
good for just the raw heels. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were a couple more changes on this patch, though. Um, and it starts with the Reaper, uh, or his life steal, the Reapening, aka the Reaping, but it's better if you call it the Reapening. <laughs> um, <laughs> the life steal was increased uh, from 30 to 35 percent. Um, so you get a little bit of a boost there uh, for the Reaper mains. Uh, and Zarya's um, uh, beam damage uh, the scales from uh, now it's 75 to 170 damage per second uh, used to be 95 to 170 and they said part of that is just the way um, or at least according to the, the dev justification part of that just comes from the way the damage is calculated after they changed um, a hit detection for beams and stuff um, a few patches ago um, so they're trying to trying to keep that more in line with where I guess they think she ought to be. Nice. I think they getting Zarya, uh, McCree. I think those are good good targets um, for uh, heroes that need nerfs, as yeah. as well as Bap. And it's it's interesting to me because my my primary takeaway from this article or you know from these patch notes when i finished reading them the first time was wow uh, like they're 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 not even trying to hide anymore that this is just the that the experimental card is just the ptr but better <laughs> um the, like if you think about what used to count as a ptr patch like def definitely more like this um rather than you know the one two three q or the giant tank changes that they've made, you know, for like more of an experimental patch. Yeah. Um, but really, it's just, you know, better for these kind of balance patches in every way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you actually get to, like, just stay in-game and test these. You you get console data, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's great. It's way better. Um, but yeah, those are interesting notes. I'm sure we'll see them uh, go to live pretty soon. Um, which means they will be in the next uh in I guess, the summer showdown, which will be fun. It's true. Um, but let's continue to talk about the June Joust because we got some more predictions to make. I mean, the next time we make a podcast, we're going to know who the top four are, uh, which is exciting. Um, but first, we got some predictions to make on uh, the um, some four games here. I made some significant pro progress in our pickums, though, Joe. I think I'm only down 11 now, maybe. Can't remember exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is eleven. Uh, <laughs> up from um, eighteen or something. Maybe may, may have been close to twenty. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah I, I had uh, I, I picked Dallas against Shock. I picked um, uh, I think I picked Seoul over Shanghai even, which was also kind of daring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting closer. I also got a lot of map predictions right, which helped. I guess 3-1 for shock fuel and that was the double point game um oh yeah so like i i just man i had a good week please let me do let me do that again um I, i'm coming um but yeah this week it's still same band heroes of course samba tracer reinhardt zen and we also get the hung joe um homestand hosted by hung joe spark uh if you don't remember when we talked about this the first time uh it will be the chinese the the teams based in china that are going to be there in person uh while the 
teams uh, that are practicing out of Korea cannot make it, um, which I believe out of these six teams is just Seoul and Philly, right? Um, uh, that sounds about right, because uh, LA Valiant surely is in China. Yeah, so I think it's just two of these teams, which is kind of sad because uh, the first day, those are two of the games that will just have one team live there while the other two are um, online. But the last game of the Valiant on Joe will be on stage two teams um, and Chengdu Hangzhou the next day will be that as well so that's exciting and it's the first Chinese Overwatch League event we never got them last year and I think everyone was hyped to see how big those would be because um, according to the numbers at least uh, China brings in a lot of viewers so uh, definitely excited to see uh, how that looks and how it goes um but let's talk about the games. First, uh, we got Dallas, Florida, uh, tomorrow. Very exciting game. I because honestly, I don't think we know exactly. I mean, I don't know where we can exact. This is really going to be the game to decide where we can exactly place Dallas in this meta, right? I think we all assume shock very good, so Dallas must still be very good. Um, but this Florida game is really going to be the decider on where exactly they are i would say um and joe i guess you're still ahead so you got to pick <laughs> yeah <clears throat> excuse me yeah the yeah decider for sure um trying to see just where um who, who, where things are going to end up for dallas as in terms of um in florida too uh, both of these teams uh, only two matches played both these teams definitely still in the hunt for uh, a really nice spot uh, to return to uh, the play-in tournament uh, from from May to June. Uh, excuse me. So yeah, super exciting match. Uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. Um, I I think uh, I I suspect that the Florida Mayhem uh, will have uh, been watching that uh, shock game uh, quite in depth uh, over the past week or so, uh, and and may have picked up a thing or two. Um, uh, been able to uh, read the read into the Dallas playbook a little bit, um, you, you know, skip to the end of the novel, however many however many metaphors I'm going to use, <laughs> um, and 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 figure out the way um, that it's going to help them help them take him down. Uh, so I'm picking I'm picking Florida here, um, nice uh, to to have the edge, and you know, pretty pretty even teams as far as that goes, but but to have the edge, and um, e- even if that's just raw flexibility, um, and and that kind of preparation yeah uh, this nice I, I i i don't know who to pick this is such an interesting match too like you mentioned these are like the two teams that made it uh out of may for na um and now it like i think they're de facto basically going to be playing for like a june joust spot if you ask me i think three and one might be the cutoff this time around because I mean, you look at everyone else's schedule. It just seems like the shock are either going to be three and one or four and zero, most likely four and zero. And then you got Gladiators Uprising, who one of those teams is going to be three and zero, one of those teams is going to be four and four and zero, or three and one, one's going to be four and zero. So it's going to be that sixth spot, which is probably going to be either the Fuel or the Mayhem, if you ask me. Um, and it's probably going to be a three and one team that ends up taking it. I mean, it depends how. How much chaos Washington wants to cause this week, <laughs> if you ask me, because uh, they got Florida, San Francisco, so this could very well be um, playing to make it into the play-in uh, for Dallas and Florida here. 
I'll go opposite of you, Joe. I'll do Dallas. Uh, I think it, I, I agree with you. I definitely think this could be a sneaky win for Florida here. I know everyone's still high on Dallas. They only lost a shock. That's one of the best teams, maybe the best team. Um, I, I definitely, I don't think your Florida pick's a stupid pick, but I'll go with Dallas because I really think it could go either way. Um, all right, let's go to one of the Chinese games. Chengdu Hunter, Hunters facing off against the Seoul Dynasty, which we kind of briefly mentioned earlier as to being sort of a hard game to pick because I don't, it's also going to be a defining game to figure out exactly where these two teams are. Both of them one and one so far. Um, both of them, you know, having sort of a sort of a, an easier matchup. Chengdu facing Philly, Seoul facing New York, and then um, both of them facing off against Shanghai and failing to win. Seoul was able to take a map off of Shanghai while Chengdu was not, so maybe that gives a brief indication. Um, but who really knows, Joe? Who knows? <laughs> who are you going with? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Some some really close matches this week for sure. Um, definitely some that are not going to be close. Uh, but but I, I think uh, this is another uh, really good example of yeah matches that could go either way. Um, um, we, we, yeah, we, we saw good things out of Seoul. We saw good things out of Chengdu. Um, I, I, I resent your 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 remark about. Um, uh, having a about Chengdu having an easy schedule when they play Philly, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely going to be an interesting match. Um, I am tempted um, and and did go ahead and and do so um, to to lean into Seoul here again. Um, the you know despite um, despite going one on one last week, um, but they still did look pretty decent. Um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, Chengdu, um, like when they're on fire, they're on fire. Uh, it's, I think it's definitely fair to say they haven't been lately, uh, and that's um, not necessarily the way you want to be um, if you're if you're that kind of team. Um, uh, so yeah, ho- hopefully they don't let me down. Um, if I uh, uh, if they do, I'll have to seriously reconsider myself here. But uh, I'll go one more week with Seoul, right. um, and we'll see how Profit and the gang can can figure that out for yeah me. we'll see um i'll go chunk do I, I think it's fitting that we keep picking opposites on these very close games uh yeah i'll go chunk do i i am so impressed with leave i'm so impressed with gaga so impressed with this team overall I've, I'll, I'll take them to win this one um and maybe i don't know maybe they'll be invigorated by having maybe there'll be some chung do fans showing up in this Hangzhou crowd um and they'll sort of hype them up um that, that's a factor i guess Maybe you didn't think of Joe. But Chengdu's got maybe some fans cheering for a mother plan. Um, it's true, yeah. Although apparently the Washington Justice also has fans cheering for them. Like they've let fans into their practice facilities to watch the games. That did not help. Oh, wow. That did not help them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's next? Boston Gladiators. This one's an exciting one between two teams who are going into this week 2-0. and um, Well, I... I think it's fair to assume Boston might be 3-0 and after playing Paris um, on tomorrow, uh, since Paris has now lost Elevote, and, you know, maybe in general was already, Boston was already favored to win that match. Um, but this should be a very interesting matchup between these two teams. This is a rematch. Gladiators swept Boston in that first, first matchup. It was Boston's first game of the season. 
Um, they were looking nervous, so I think this is one the Boston boys especially are looking forward to here, trying to get some vengeance on, on the Gladiators. Um, do you think they'll be able to pull this one out, this one off, Joe? Uh, yeah, super super exciting match. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't doubt at all that the the anticipations can be high there in the in the Boston house or in the in the Boston series of apartments, <laughs> as the case may be. Um, <laughs> watching a little bit of the the videos you guys got um, posted there about team life and whatever, but um, um, but, but yeah. Um, another another really good match. Um, we 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 picked some good ones this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I am gonna lean into Boston. I think honestly, nice. um, in my in my pickums my pickums this is the only yeah this is the only five map uh series that I picked this week. Um, uh, all the others are gonna be three O's or three ones. But uh, this one I have I have Boston taking it in five. It's gonna be super close. Um, it's gonna depend a lot on how they look against Paris. I think. Um, if if that's um, if that ends up being more of a struggle, uh, I think I may it may end up flipping towards the gladiators again. But um, yeah, at least initially I'm I'm going for Boston to take the four zero, um, which again puts puts gladiators then likely at the at the three one for the um, for the the June Jousts, um, you know quote unquote regular season matches here. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, um, I'm, I'm taking Boston for it. Oh yeah, um, I'll go Boston too, and it's only because my main man Lori, at the end of our documentary of last episode, he he said it. He came out and he said we will beat the Gladiators this time. So I trust him. I I I trust this man, Lori. That's the only reason I'm picking Boston. Uh, it's not because I work for them or anything like that. It's just because of Lori. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll pick Boston as well. I think it's going to be close. And who knows? Uh, at the end of the weekend, Joe, I mean, if, if there's no new episode of On the Flight next week, it's because I'm in Hawaii, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, do we have, yeah, we have one more match, which is Gladiators once again, this time facing Paris. Um, which, especially after the Ella Vote news, I mean, this one might be an easier one um, compared to the rest. Uh, right, Jeff. Yeah, it's, it's true. I forget. Um, normally, I try to have have good um, logic on why I pick <laughs> the things that I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good match. They've got it highlighted for for double points on on the overall speed pickups. But yeah, I think um, definitely still leaning into the gladiators here. Uh, like we said, I anticipate both. Um, uh, both LA and Boston to to pick up wins against Paris this week. Yeah, I mean it's not to downplay Paris or anything. Obviously, they looked good in the one week they played. They beat Washington, took a map off Toronto. Um, it's definitely this LA vote news that has me a little more down on them. And in the first place, before the LA vote news, I probably still would have thought they lose to Boston and LA. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm also going LA against Paris. Um, which is unfortunate because this is they've definitely been looking better, Paris. Um, but yeah, those are our predictions. Obviously, we pick every match. Um, what's the score overall? If we, I guess we can announce the the overall score. Um, okay, here I think it's one forty one to one thirty. Does that sound right? Um, or or one thirty one to one forty. One forty one to one thirty. Joe's leading one forty one to one thirty. 
So, um, we'll get to- and and uh, maybe we'll maybe I'll go in and retweet our invite link to our <laughs> to our Pickham's block thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyone if can anyone join that. If any, join. If anyone wants to join it, anyone can. It's not just me and Joe. Um, but yeah, I guess if you want, we're not gonna have an episode um, before these this playing tournament happens. So I guess if you want to make a very early prediction on who you think the two going to uh, are the four, I guess going to the June Joust, um, who would you pick, Joe? Yeah, so we did last month, and <laughs> I remember um, we probably picked well, extremely that's not true. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say none of my none of my picks made it. Uh, I, I think I think one of my picks made it. <laughs> um, uh, but, but yeah, really early picks here. Um, uh, let's see, from Asia, I think um, um, shocker. I think um, Shanghai's gonna come back. Uh, I think they'll they'll definitely return. Um, but but the second one, I don't know. Uh, like the. The, the likely choice, uh, I, I guess, or a likely choice would be like Hangzhou, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, even, I don't know how hard I commit there. Um, if you if you go over to <laughs> to North America, um, maybe maybe Atlanta pulls a dark horse run, maybe um, maybe maybe Shock does you know step up and take that second. It, it's it's really hard to <laughs> say. Um, yeah, I think we'll have to we'll have to wait and see as we get later in the week. So I guess that's the three teams I mentioned. Um, if I was going to pick somebody else just out of thin air from Asia, um, uh, yeah, sure, Hangzhou. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, if I had to predict now, I would I would choose Shanghai Hangzhou, um, and then NA is just way harder. It's just such a crapshoot. Like, it so much depends on seeding. I'm confident Shock will have a buy. Um, and with a buy, I think Shock makes it. I'm confident. I'm confident Shock is one of them. And then, yeah, man, I oh, so hard. I might go Gladiators. I mean, we both pick Boston here, right? We both pick Boston. Which, if Boston beats Gladiators, they also get a buy. Um, mm-hmm. screw it. I'll choose Boston. It's Shock Boston. <laughs> End of way. There you go. Um. <laughs> there's my four obviously super early predictions anything could change uh, but yeah anything else to uh, say before we sign off here Jeff uh, yeah I don't think so it's another um, another four day week or another four day weekend here for um, <laughs> here for the awards league so lots lots of matches coming up um, um, it's it's a shame that timing didn't work out for uh, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> they have an excuse to to play more matches then. But uh, yeah, lots of stuff coming up. I guess um, I always like to do calls to action from the in-game events. I think anniversary is ending pretty soon. Yeah, it's seven, uh, six days now. I think. Uh, yeah, the eighth. Uh, so get all your anniversary stuff done before Tuesday the eighth. But yeah, I think that's it from me. Nice. Well, thank thank you all for listening. You can follow our Twitter at on the flank show. Uh, our personal Twitter's at JWGeorgeIV and at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to in it, if you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you all, um, and enjoy the last 
weekend here at the June Joust.